Hashtag murder may contain explicit and disturbing material and may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. And I'm not Alex. <laughs> You're Dusty Bun. I am Dusty Bun. <laughs> we got the Dusty back for another bonus. Yay! Yay! Uh, we also love floor shopping. No, you love floor shopping. I had a great time. I know you did. And you almost had a panic attack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because the guy said uh, twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> it was not that much. It was a lot, though. It wasn't too bad. It was actually less than I was expecting. We also love panic painting. No, we do not love panic painting. <laughs> and you didn't cut in everything. <laughs> uh, I got majority done. You did. And it looked really good. <laughs> way better than Harley. <laughs> it was way better than Harley. <laughs> She's not allowed to even look at a paintbrush. She cannot paint. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Because uh, I... It, it was looking questionable before it had dried, and I was like, uh-oh, I think we're going to have to go over this, and it, it looks great. It's purple. It's not purple, it's gray. It's a purpley gray. It's a purple gray, which is funny, because oh, that's boy. the color I described whenever I first said I wanted to get paint, and then I went through like 10 paints, and then that's the color I ended up with. We did not need to paint. We did. No, no, no. I was panicking, honey. It needed to be a different color than the guest room. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, got a bonus for you. Um, Where are we going? We're going to Canada. Canada? Canada. Hey. All right. Yeah. And specifically, we're going to Kipling, Saskatchewan. Okay. Sounds exotic. Yeah. And apparently, they have so few people here that the farm animals outnumber the residents of the town. I already love it. <laughs> So everybody knows everybody, and they have a population of 1,053, at least in 2022. It is steadily declining. <laughs> okay, I was going to tell you the premise of this, but we're going to just jump right into it. Okay. And we're going to the year 1992, and it is Halloween night. Okay. So, this 23-year-old lady named Candace Fonagy, or Fonagy, and Candy, we're going to call her Candy. She works at a local gas station, and Halloween night, her boyfriend came in, and they got into some sort of argument, so this prompted Candy to leave. She went to go hang out with one of her girlfriends, and she was going to meet up with this girlfriend at the hospital she worked at, at Kipling Union Memorial Hospital. And I guess the girlfriend was already off work, and whenever Candy showed up, she was really upset, so one of the nurses there suggested that she go talk to the doctor, which is kind of weird like she's there to see her friend and then i guess she was like being she must have been super upset yes i think she might have been having a slight panic attack because she was mad at the boyfriend she was mad that she was working and it was a holiday so the nurses are like whoa you seem really upset right now go speak with a doctor and candy actually knew this doctor because he had delivered her baby a few years prior so they were familiar and his name is dr john schneeberger Schneeberger. <laughs> okay. Uh, and Dr. S is in his early 30s. Okay. And Candy's 23. 
So the doctor suggests that Candy take a sedative so, you know, she can calm oh, down. Relax a little bit. Loosen you up a little. Okay. Yeah. I like this doctor already. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> Candy was having a moment. She was saying that she was so mad at her boyfriend that she wanted to kill him. She later stated that she didn't mean that, like, per se, but she was really mad at him, and she was just... Flying off the handle a little bit there? A little bit. Okay. Yeah. So, Dr. S is like, hey, I'm gonna give you this shot, and Candy's like, a shot? Like, okay, I guess so. So, he gives her the shot, and she says that she almost immediately can't feel her entire body. And within seconds, Candy was completely paralyzed. Okay. This doesn't sound like a sedative. It sounds like a paralytic agent. <laughs> there is a huge difference. Yeah. And Candy actually related this to going to the doctor and having, like, your gums numbed for, like, having a tooth pulled. And have you had, have you had that? Oh, yeah. So, like, you know how it, you can't, it doesn't hurt, but you can still feel it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Something like that. So this is whenever Candy says that she believes that she was sexually assaulted by someone. And she assumes that it's... The doctor. The doctor. Because he was the only other person in the room, which is logical. Okay. And, oh, also, where is Candy's friend in all of this? Like, why didn't she... She just stayed at the... Why didn't she, like, call her friend and be like, where are you? Can we... It's 1992. There's no cell phones. She could have used the hospital phone. We don't know that she didn't. Maybe she called her house. I mean, if she was anywhere but at a location, yeah. then there's, she's not reachable. That's true. So, Candy finally regains consciousness. She wakes back up. She feels funny, dizzy, confused, and she actually has the wherewithal, because she believes she's been sexually assaulted, to take off her underwear and place it into a Ziploc bag that was at the hospital. Okay. She hasn't told anybody that she thinks she's been sexually assaulted yet. Correct. Okay. So she goes to leave and still isn't feeling all that great. So the nurses at the hospital suggest that she stay the night at the hospital. So she does. So the next day, Candy wakes up and she goes to confront Dr. Schneeberger. And she's all, hey, what the fuck did you give me last night? Because it made me feel really weird. And the doctor's response to this was, quote, did it give you wild dreams? End quote. <laughs> Planting the seed. Which is a bit of an ominous response. So Candy decides to drive to the nearest big city. <laughs> the city is called Regina. Okay. <laughs> Regina. <laughs> Rhymes with one of my favorite things. <laughs> Regina. Um, but they can perform um, rape kits here. So she wanted to get a test done. She takes her underwear in that was in that Ziploc bag and is demanding that she get tested. And she thinks that this doctor did some not-so-nice things to her, clearly without her consent. Yeah, hard consent if you're unconscious. And what do you know? The doctors there find semen on her underwear and her jeans and on her person herself. Okay. So now she knows she's not crazy and something actually did happen. For sure. So... Were all the nurses ladies? They were working at... The hospital initially? Yes. Okay. It was, there were two nurses there and the doctor, and that was it. Okay. So whenever a rape kit is performed, they also test for drugs, and turns out that Candy had this unusual and super uncommon drug called Versed in her system. And Versed is the drug that is administered before you get anesthesia. 
To make you nice and loopy. Yep. So this is like the pre-put-you-to-sleep medicine yeah. Relaxes stuff. Relaxes you, but it can also make you go to sleep. Yeah. Obviously. Yep. So back in Kipling, the residents were like losing their minds about Candy's accusation toward Dr. Schneeberger. Because everybody knows everybody, and I bet you Schneeberger is the most fine and upstanding doctor in the whole community, and he's delivered everybody's babies mm -hmm. and since way on back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody loves him. Everybody loves Dr. S. How dare she besmirch the good Schneeberger name. And he's actually not a terrible looking guy. So, like, with the smarts and the... Is he married? He has quite the mustache. <laughs> a little caterpillar on his lip, huh? Uh, yeah. Um, he is married, and we will get to that. Oh, boy. Yeah. So, everybody in this town thought that Candy was making this up, and that there was no way that Dr. S could possibly be capable of doing something like this. A lot of residents thought that Candy could have possibly been in love with Dr. Schneeberger and that they had had consensual sex and then he had broken it off with her and then she was mad. So now she's basically crying sexual assault. Which might be true, except for the whole, I got drugs in my system. Yeah. Yep. Um, and a lot of people thought she was trying to get some sort of monetary settlement from these allegations. And Candy was also known as a local partier, so that did not help her cause. Okay, so we're going to do a little victim blaming. Yeah. Because she goes out and drinks and has a good time. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> 1990s. Yep. And a lot of people pointed out that there were two nurses working that night, okay. which you asked me earlier, and Candy did not say anything to either of them about being sexually assaulted. Well, most sexual assault victims don't say anything. Yeah. And I'm thinking that... Candy probably wanted to be sure before she actually said anything. And she may she may not have had a chance to say anything to them alone without Dr. Schneeberger. Schneeberger. Is it Schleesberger? <laughs> it's Schneeberger. Oh, I was close. <laughs> you were close. Um, so, yeah, I think she wanted to be sure first, and then that's why she went to Regina mm. to get the rape kit performed before she actually told anyone. Which makes sense. Like, you don't want to uproot someone's career and good name without, like, definitely having evidence to back that up. I, I can respect that. Yeah. So to put an end to all this hoopla, Dr. Sleesberger willingly gives his DNA. So he's going to give a blood sample. Okay. So that he can clear his name. And shockingly enough to Candy, the blood from the DNA test did not match the DNA from her rape kit. Okay. Well, what the fuck? Case closed. I guess so. We can just move on to the next one. Were there any patients in the doctor's or hospital that night? I think she was the only one there. I did not find anything to say that there was anyone else there. Okay. So no other patient snuck into her oh, room. Oh, I see and, what you mean. And took advantage of an unconscious woman. I don't believe so, but I guess it's entirely possible. Okay. Anything's possible. <laughs> so everyone just thought Candy had made it up. And then everyone went on with their lives. Except for the whole she has semen. Yeah. You know, on account of all the semen. Ugh, stop saying that. <laughs> so gross. Stop. Everybody loves semen. Ew. It's all sticky and gross. <laughs> oh, that's so nasty. Okay. So, uh, Dr. Schneeberger continued practicing, but Candy was still convinced that this had happened to her. Something had happened to her, clearly, and she was not going to give up. And she knew deep down that someone, at some point, had tampered with the DNA sample 
the blood sample from Dr. Schneeberger. Okay. And or the semen. Yeah, that's true. Because I'm assuming that whoever drew his blood probably worked at yeah, probably the one hospital. of the nurses that he, they probably did it at his damn hospital. Uh-huh. So maybe somebody's in on it. Okay. But Candy insisted on a second DNA test. So in February of 1993, which was the following year, so a few months later, Dr. Schneeberger goes in to get his blood drawn again. This time, the test was performed by a registered nurse and was actually monitored by a police officer just to make sure that nothing was tampered with. So we have gotten the police involved in it. Yes. Okay. When they filled out the, or the, when they did the rape kit initially, were the, do we file a police report or? I would figure that would be hand in hand. Like you so. fill out, you do a rape kit. And you file a police And you report. file a police report. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, okay. So we got a neutral third, quote unquote, neutral third party there witnessing the blood draw. Yep. So they see the needle go into his arm, and then that vial went directly into a sealed bag, and then that sealed bag went directly to the testing facility. By way of said police officer? I do believe so. Okay. It was delivered by, it had to have been delivered by law enforcement if they were the ones I would administering so. okay. or chaperoning this blood draw. So they run the test. Still no match. Okay. So, like, is Candy making this whole thing up? She can't be making it up. She's just wrong about who the perpetrator is, it would appear. Because, I mean, unless she had sexual relations with somebody earlier in the day, like her boyfriend or something like that, there would be no... She doesn't have a dick, right? No. <laughs> okay, because she can't produce her own semen then. <laughs> Correct. Okay. Thank so, you for clarifying that. Or, well, I mean, that's where that's where it comes from. It comes from peepees. <laughs> Thank you. But JJs don't make it a semen. Uh, they sure don't. Thank God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. So did she make this whole thing up? Because that drug that they gave her, Versed, can apparently cause some pretty vivid hallucinations. And not just any hallucinations, but hallucinations of a sexual manner, which is a very specific side effect. I was just going to say, like, <laughs> all right, so, you know, like, you're a vivid dreamer. Um, yeah. And, wow, okay. <laughs> like, here's a drug that makes you think that you've been raped. I think we should stop fucking administering this drug. Yeah. Side effects may cause you to think you've been raped. Let's not do that. Yeah. Let's, let's not just, give that to anyone. Let's just end that. As a possibility. Yeah. Um, so, um, here we are. There's no evidence. Dr. Schneeberger, he's a great guy. Everybody loves him. He's a great doctor. The DNA did not match. We need to drug test the, or not drug test, we need to DNA test her boyfriend and any other man, man in that's her in her orbit and see if we have any matches from, from that. They could DNA test everybody in town. There's only like 500 men. Touche. <laughs> like, there's just not that many people that live there. Uh, so, the DNA did not match, and there's nothing as far as evidence to say that this happened. So now, Candy is doubling down, and she hires a private investigator named Larry O'Brien to follow Dr. Sleesberger. We keep calling him Sleesberger. We don't know if he's a Sleesberger yet. Do we know if he's a Sleesberger? Is he a Sleesberger? I don't know. Oh, you know. I don't know anything. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything, honey. <laughs> uh, oh, so she's got the Lair Bear on the case. Yep, Lair Bear's on it. 
So this private investigator essentially breaks into Dr. Schneeberger's car, and he collected some head hairs that were found on the seat of the car. We hope they were head hairs. Which they they were, but he couldn't use them because the the bulb of the hair was not attached. So it was just like, yeah, exactly. Okay. But he also found a tube of chapstick. That might have some some lip cells or something on it. Yep. Okay. Presumably, Dr. Schneeberger's chapstick. So Candy's like, great, I'm going to pay for this tube of chapstick to be tested for Dr. S's DNA. Okay. The chapstick is tested, they get the results back, and the DNA did match Candy's rape kit. Oh, shit. <laughs> So now what do we got? We got two out of three but saying what does no. It mean? Um, I mean, fuck, we're doing the best out of a series. He's still innocent, right? I mean, okay. How the fuck are they messing with the DNA testing? Yeah. So how did the DNA from the chapstick match, but his blood did not? Does he have a son? Um, he does not. He actually has all daughters, which we will also get to. Because you know, like. The only person that you would share chapstick with, which is fucking gross. <laughs> is someone in your family. Is somebody in your family. Or a very, very close friend. No. <laughs> no, I have no friends that I would let use my chapstick. If they borrow my chapstick, that is their, their chapstick. chapstick. <laughs> All right? Like, I let somebody borrow my deodorant. That just became their deodorant. <laughs> Not touching right? those pits again. That, that, that is, that is dead, dead to, to you. me. All right? <laughs> that can fuck all the way off. Right? That is so gross. That is really gross. I'm not going to have your stinky bits touching my stinky bits. <laughs> uh, oh, honey. I don't even like it if somebody doesn't use a washcloth with soap. All right? You take the soap and you rub it all over your body. Yeah. That's your fucking soap now. That's not my soap oh. anymore. Mm-mm. <laughs> and I know what you're thinking. Soap self-cleaning. Uh, oh, I just want you to think no. about the last place that I washed and the first place that you wash. <laughs> you okay? We gotta move on. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. Because nobody starts with their butthole. Everybody starts with their face. Stop. <laughs> oh, honey. Okay. So, this seems like good news for Candy. But also, there's no way to conclusively prove that that was actually Dr. Schneeberger's chapstick. Yeah, and, uh, you know, the guy who did it kind of broke and entered, which private investigators aren't held to the same, uh, I mean, but he could get in trouble for breaking and entering, you know, but like, eh, what are you going to do? Well, all right, so we we have have somebody now that we feel like we should watch more intently. Yes, so in regard to the chapstick, I guess she could have gotten, like, if she was in cahoots and just trying to bring this guy down, she could have gotten whoever she actually did have sex with. To use that chapstick and then somehow put it into his car and then... Well, we don't actually know that he, the private investigator, we're, we're taking the word of somebody who is willing to break the rules already. Yeah. We know that because he broke into the dude's car. Yeah. And stole. Yep. I mean, it's chapstick, but it's still fucking stealing. Yeah. But, like you said, like 30 seconds ago, this new evidence could not be used in court because the private investigator broke into the car and did not have a warrant to search the car. Well, even without a warrant, we have no history of the evidence. Yep. You know, like, we don't know the chain of custody of the evidence. We don't know what that P.I. did with it. That's true. Prior to the P.I. It could be the P.I.'s uh, yeah. 
The old Lair Bear could be the culprit here. <laughs> no, not Lair. So Candy still is not giving up. She takes Dr. Schneeberger to civil court and brought charges against him with the local medical society. Okay, so we're going to try to get his medical license revoked, it yep. sounds like. So while in court, Candy sat directly across from Dr. Schneeberger's wife, Lisa. And Candy said, if looks could kill, I would have been dead. Well, you're accusing her husband. Yeah. She said, she looked at me with so much hatred, like how dare you ruin our lives. And all Candy could think was, I've got to nail this guy because y'all have kids. And if I don't stop him, it might happen to them too if he is not apprehended. Or if he's not already doing it. <sighs> so in 1996, Dr. Schneeberger agrees to a third DNA test. This time, it's administered at the actual forensic lab. By the forensic scientists who are going to do the test. Yep. Who don't know this guy. Yep. Okay. And they're actually going to record, video record, his blood being drawn this time. Okay. So, so it went from, we just drew his blood, to now we're going to draw his blood and the officer's going to watch it. Now we're going to record the blood being drawn with an officer at the actual lab. And these are not his nurses nope. and or, you know, people that he works with on a regular basis. Correct. Okay. So Dr. S seems cordial and friendly, and the lady drawing the blood says that she wants to take it from his hand. And then the doctor says, well, I have this weird disease that if you take it from my hand, it's going to cause some pretty extreme bruising. So I'd prefer if you took it from my arm, which I don't know if that's a real thing. It might be a real thing. <laughs> Okay, but I mean, I, <laughs> if I it's a disease that's going to cause bruising, it would cause bruising everywhere. fucking where. I mean, it wouldn't matter if you drew it between your toes. Yeah, so I don't think this man has this dreaded bruising and disease. Then, I guess we're not far enough along DNA testing-wise where they can just do the mouth swab and get the cheek cells like they do now, like we did for our dogs. Um, they can. We just haven't gotten there yet. Oh. Yes. Jumping the shark again, am I? Hold your horses. Holding them. <laughs> so the doctor insisted that the blood be drawn from his arm. And since he is a willing participant in all of this, he kind of has the final say of where his blood is to be drawn from. This isn't a court order, so yep. okay. So the nurse goes in to draw the doctor's blood from his arm. Oh my God, does he have a tube hidden, a vial hidden in his arm with fake, not fake blood, but somebody else's blood in it? This I'm not going to answer that. This is one sinister motherfucker. <laughs> uh, so the lady um, that drew his blood said that the vein in the doctor's arm was much larger than the typical run-of-the-mill vein. And she thought it was a little unusual. So she goes to draw the blood, and she gets nothing on the first try. Because she's, she's trying to not hit that vein, I'm assuming. Yeah, or can, since your arm, it's so let's, obvious. Just, let's just take it from your other arm then. I'm having trouble hitting this vein. Let's just take it from the other arm since, you know, we can't take it from your hand. Uh-huh, because you're going to have bruises. How about we just do a little finger prick and we just, all we need is a drop. Yep, exactly. We don't need a whole vial. Uh, so she tries again, but is still having trouble finding the vein. I'm... She didn't say this, but I'm so certain that she was not trying to go for the gigantic vein in his arm. One with the sign sticking out of it that says, pull blood little, here. Got a little... <laughs> <laughs> Stick needle here. It's got a tattoo on there that says, for best results, Use try here. Yeah. 
Uh, but third time's the charm, and she finally finds the vein and gets a sample. Oh, boy. Immediately after gathering the sample and after Dr. Schneeberger has left, the nurse who took who drew his blood... I love this nurse. She kind of like giggles, but as if she's like nervous, like an alarmed giggle. She says, quote, it's a little strange in that blood. It doesn't look really kind of fresh. I don't know. End quote. Oh, like it's been sitting and not been (laughs) circulating for five years. (laughs) So she knew something was up immediately. Immediately. Yeah, blood sitting around kind of starts to separate and shit. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. So the lab tests it, and it turns out that the sample was too degraded for the DNA to be extracted from it. So he's dead. So he's dead. He's dead. (laughs) All right, so your blood's so shitty that we can't get DNA from it, but you're walking around. You're a goddamn zombie fucking walking dead going on here. Okay. So, Yeah. And Candy is like, what the fuck? We've drawn his blood three times. And she's blaming it on the people who are testing it. And she's like, y'all have screwed this up once again. Like, this was her last chance to really nail this guy. Moving forward to April 25th, 1997, which was almost five years after the alleged rape. And some startling new evidence comes to light from Dr. Schneeberger's home. And this is shocking and does involve... Someone who is underage, so if you'd like to skip ahead a minute or so, just to not have to hear that, that's totally understandable. Trigger warning. So, here we go. So, Lisa, Dr. Schneeberger's wife, had a 15-year-old daughter from a previous marriage. So, this was Dr. Schneeberger's stepdaughter. I don't like where this is going. And she came forward with some startling information. She stated that on several different nights, her stepfather had gone up to her room and given her an injection of some sort. And then Lisa, his wife, had stumbled upon a shoebox, which was full of condoms, needles, and drugs, specifically Versed. Why does a married man need condoms? Need a shoebox of condoms and needles and drugs. And Hmm. that uh, is very peculiar indeed. Yeah, um, so he was doing the same thing to his own stepdaughter in his own home, with his wife home, with his other children home as well. (sighs) So Lisa actually had two daughters from a previous marriage, and they had two daughters together as well. So they had four kids. Four kids. Four girls. all, All girls. Yep. So now, with this new information, Lisa, the wife, knows that Candy was telling the truth the whole time. Oh, boy. So now she's sitting there going like, all right, now we got to get this motherfucker. My husband is a real sleazebag. Yeah. I meant sleazeburger. Yeah. Whatever his goddamn name is. <laughs> Dr. Sleazeburger. <laughs> so upon finding this box, Lisa turns her husband in, and he's finally arrested, and he has been ordered to undergo another DNA test. The condoms used or not used? Um, In the box, I believe they were not used. Well, who collects used condoms? <laughs> That's right. Thank you for that riveting question, honey. <laughs> well, I mean, people collect all kinds of shit. There was, remember the hoarder thing where the lady was collecting her own shit. So. That's true. Uh, oh, God. Um, this is the point where I was going to ask if you knew what was going on, but I, I think you already do. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the drawing of the blood is once again videotaped. And this time, they have a warrant. So they can draw it from anywhere. Please draw it from yep. the tip of his dick. <laughs> Please draw it from the tip of his dick. 
So this time they get hair samples, saliva samples, and blood samples. They're getting all the samples. And since he is now there, not willingly, and was ordered for the DNA test, they take the blood from his finger, not his arm. Nice. And what do you know? The DNA from his hair, saliva, and blood matched the DNA from Candy's rape kit. It's like fucking magic. Finally. <sighs> okay. So this time it wasn't zombie blood. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Not this time. Uh, so Candy's like, fucking finally. She said, Candy's a hoot. I love her. She said, quote, I was ready to go like chop his arm off or punch him in the face and give him a bloody nose to get that blood. I knew that he did this to me. End quote. That's big boob energy right there. <laughs> it is big boob That's energy. That's some big boob energy right there. <laughs> go get him, Candy. <laughs> So how did Dr. Schneeberger get away with this for seven years? How was he changing his blood? He put a fucking tube in his own fucking arm and was filling it up with blood before he got his blood tested. He was. Like a goddamn psychopath. <laughs> like that is... That's insane. That's I mean, diabolical. That is fucking diabolical. Like, <laughs> holy shit. Yeah. And he actually uh, revealed this while testifying on the stand. So, yeah, he took a plastic tube, surgically inserted it into his own arm under his skin, right where the blood would be drawn, and the tube was filled from one of his patient's blood. And this is why he kept insisting that the blood be drawn from his left arm and nowhere else. Oh, my God. And so this is crazy. And it's... It happens real quick in the video, and you if you blink, you miss it. And we have the video footage. So, in the last one where his blood was drawn, where the lady said that his blood did not look fresh, he rolls up his sleeve, because he's wearing like a long sleeve sweater. Just up to so that you could barely see his arm, right? Because it probably looked like a fucking, like, a tube's coming out of his goddamn, like, uh... Yeah. So he rolled it up just above the elbow, and then he straightened his arm out, so it was, like, glaringly obvious that that was not a real vein. Just for half a second, and then he kind of bent his arm again, and it kind of went away. So it protruded a lot, and then he bent his arm, and it kind of... Went back in. <laughs> How do you explain uh, why you never wear short-sleeve shirts? Yeah. Ever. <laughs> Uh, well, I guess you're in Canada, so it may not get like 110 degrees like it does here in Charleston. So. Oh, it's very cold. I actually looked up the weather there, like the um, yearly averages. I think the uh, cold month average is about 10. Fuck you. And the warm month average is about 70. I can handle the 70. Fuck the 10. <laughs> yeah. No, I like snow when it goes away. Yeah. Snow for like a day or two? Fine. <laughs> snow for more than a day or two? No. Uh, so he had, he was using the same patient's blood and it had been so long that the doctor had seen that patient or drawn his blood that it just sat it and just sat. sat and that's why it was so degraded that they could not get DNA from well, it. Well, he couldn't, the... once they'd already taken it, he couldn't show up with a different DNA the next time. They were exactly. like, uh, hey, um, doc, I don't <laughs> want to fucking alarm is... you. Your DNA is morphing, <laughs> yeah. sir. Uh, your goddamn science show <laughs> fucking exhibit over here, like, uh... uh... Okay, but while on the stand, Dr. Schneeberger still stated that he did not rape Candy. She and was that, asking for it. it well, Unconscious. Well, no, she... No. 
he says that she must have broken into his home and retrieved a used condom from his own trash can and then planted it onto her clothing items that she was wearing that day. Says the guy with the fucking <laughs> tube of blood in his arm. <laughs> and then he goes on to say that he used his patient's blood because he knew that Candy was trying to frame him and he had no other way to defend himself. So he had to surgically implant someone else's blood into his arm. <laughs> For a doctor, he's pretty fucking stupid. Yeah, which Candy described as laughable. La- I'm I'm gobsmacked, to be completely honest with you. Yeah. Like that is the worst. Like you go. That's not even so fucking much. plausible. Like this is the best that you could come up with. He did so much to try and get away with this. God. The planning, the insertion of the tube, getting the guy's blood, showing up for DNA tests. He went through so much to try to get away with this. This which, tells me that this was not his first he, rodeo. Well, yeah. And, I mean, he did get away with it for seven years. How many other women? And we don't know. I, I could not find any other... I mean, other a lot than, of them probably didn't even fucking know it. Yeah. I mean, because that shit... Like, you wake up from getting your teeth pulled like you truly don't remember very much oh yeah yeah so in the end dr john schneeberger was found guilty for the rape of candy administering a noxious substance and obstruction of justice and he was also convicted of sexually assaulting his own stepdaughter and guess what his sentence was hopefully it's better than in canada it is in here in the u.s it should be a life goddamn sentence with uh chemical castration involved uh, I'm going to say he got five years. Six. Six fucking years. Six years. <sighs> God. It took her longer to get him convicted. Than he stayed than in jail. Than or was sentenced to jail. Because he didn't stay in She dealt time. with it longer than he had to deal with the repercussions of it. Mm-hmm. Please tell me that he lost his goddamn medical license. So, the College of Physicians and Surgeons of Saskatchewan stripped Dr. Schneeberger of his medical license and his wife divorced him. Okay. And Lisa, his wife, she also reported him to the Canadian Immigration Authorities because apparently old Schneeberger had gained his citizenship in Canada under false pretenses. He was originally from South Africa. Okay. And there was this huge battle between him and his wife about their two daughters that they had together. And he demanded that she bring their daughters to jail to visit him, which he was granted she had to take her children to go see him in prison. For how long? The I mean, whole like, time he was in. No, no, no. I mean, like, I brought him there. You saw him. We're leaving. Oh, I don't know how like, long the like visitation. Man- I mean, did I'm they mandate it, we have to come there for an hour? It was probably an hour. It was probably two hours a week or something. I've been talking shit about that motherfucker the whole car ride there and the whole car ride back. You, you, we're going to see uh, your rapey daddy. Yeah. That... <sighs> Ugh, God, so gross. Um, so yeah, there was a huge battle between them two. He was allowed to stay long enough in Canada to say goodbye to them after he got out. They actually wanted him to say goodbye? They, he, she was mandated to bring her. Yeah, but where are the daughters in all that? Like, how old are they? Oh, they're young. They're like 8 and 12. So they're not old enough to. No. To say, I don't want to talk to my rapey dad. No. Um, so yeah, he had forced visitation rights for both of them. Uh, 
So Lisa goes on to say, quote, at least I can say to my girls when they're older, I tried. They will know that mommy at least tried to keep us away from him. I still blame myself. Maybe if I had believed Candy, none of this would have happened to my own daughter. End quote. Odds are he started with your daughter and that gave him the balls to do, to do what it he... to someone else. Yeah. Yeah. And not only that, he got to see the effects of the Versed, how mm-hmm. long it lasted, yep. what the you know, the effects of it were. That's why he got to say, Hey, you know, did it give you the crazy rapey dreams? Mm-hmm. Because it had already happened, because he'd already been doing it. Correct. <sighs> That's a sick man. Yeah. And kind of on a, a fun note, so there's this is an episode of Forensic Files. And while the film crew was at Candy's house, she got a phone call, like while they were filming, stating that Dr. Schneeberger had been up for parole and he was denied. <laughs> like while they were filming, they got it on camera. Nice. Uh, and she hung up the phone and said, Woohoo, I won again. And she was like, super excited (laughs) but he only had to serve six years uh well he was paroled after serving four four years i think everybody on that parole board should be kicked in the twat or the dick yeah so in the end dna ended up putting dr schneeberger behind bars but it took seven years and 24 days of the wrong dna to not put him behind bars so the investigators said that this is a lesson to everyone that DNA is great, but you also need supporting evidence and that things aren't always what they seem. Oh boy. That's the craziest fucking thing. (laughs) And Candy has gone on to work as a continuing care assistant for an addiction services facility in Saskatchewan. And people with her job title are known as, quote, the eyes and ears of the frail and vulnerable, end quote, which is a good fit for someone like Candy, who survived a terrible, terrible ordeal event in her life. Yeah. Please tell me you have fun facts. I do. I just have a couple. Okay, because we got to end on a higher note than <laughs> old Dr. Tube in the arm. <laughs> uh, so I have a couple fun facts about the town of Kipling. Okay. Is it named after... The author. It is. That was my first fun fact. <laughs> okay. Uh, and what book did he write? Not a fucking clue. I think his most, I think he wrote several books, but his most famous is The Jungle Book. Oh, I feel like I should have known that. I feel like you definitely should have known that. Come on, honey. <laughs> I feel well. Uh, and then my other fun fact is that the town's other claim to fame is its entry into the Guinness World Record book. When it was certified that Kipling held the world's largest... Ball of twine. Guess again. It's an office implement. Stapler. Chair? (laughs) The world's largest paper clip. (laughs) Oh, boy. Which was 15 feet tall and weighed 3,043 pounds. So a ton and a half. Yeah. And I think it was red, if I'm not mistaken. I didn't put that in here, but I think it was red. It would have been better if it was a stapler. (laughs) Because that's my stapler, and I'll burn this place to the ground. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Thanks for joining me, honey. That was fun. Was it fun? Did you have fun? I had fun, but that was goddamn terrifying. I know. Straight up Dr. Evil. (laughs) Literally. Yeah, like, (laughs) the planning... And imagine how much it fucking... Well, he probably had anesthesia. He probably gave himself a local when he stuck that thing in. But that had to be uncomfortable. You know I hope that it was uncomfortable. Yeah. You know what I was thinking? 
if he had put that in and there was some sort of leak oh, in yeah. the tube, yeah. wouldn't that have, like, totally... Can't you not have someone else's don't types, like, fight against each other in your body? Well, there probably wouldn't have been enough. It, it possibly could have made him sick or it could have gotten an infection. Yeah. You know, like, we could only hope that he could have gone, you know, septic and died, but obviously that didn't fucking happen. Exactly. Oh, but no, there wouldn't have been enough. Like, if yeah, if you're getting a blood transfusion and they give you the wrong blood type, yeah, that'll yeah. fuck you up because they're giving you a shitload of blood. Yeah. But oh, just a little vial. Just a little vial. Hmm. Probably not going to be the most awesome thing for you, but I don't think it's going to kill you. Yeah. Huh. Might ruin an afternoon. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, before you go, we Please. have we have an Instagram. You do? We do. It's at hashtag murder pod. Spell it all out. Oh. And if you like this. I think you should give them five stars. <laughs> anything but one, really. I feel like one's just kind of a slap in the face. And but give us some feedback. Five. Yeah, we've gotten a few more reviews. There's nothing she can do about her laugh. No. You know, this is my one time of the week where I can just sit here, tell my best friend and or boyfriend a story. I'm not your best friend. And laugh about it. I thought I was your best friend. My best friend slash my best friend and boyfriend. Is that better? Better. Okay. <laughs> um. So yeah, leave us a review. And we also have a Patreon. Our little hash browns. I'm a hash brown. Oh, we have a new hash brown. And if you guys want to know another fun fact about today's episode, Scarlett's not wearing any pants. <laughs> We it's couldn't a, be bothered to put pants on today. It's a pantsless recording session. It is 1 p.m. and I have nary a pant. I'll have you know that uh, not only am I fully clothed, I have left the house today to go get breakfast-making supplies. <laughs> uh, which was very sweet. But the sausage, not so good. No, it was weird. It was watery, which is doesn't make any sense because you put it on. I don't know. It, I don't know. It tasted like ass. But you know what you didn't get? Ass. Ass. <laughs> uh, you did not get hash browns. Like our newest hash brown, Tabitha Monroe. Oh, right. Tabby? Monroe, Tabby Monroe. Yeah. So thanks, Tabs. We really appreciate it. We do. Well, they do, since I'm just, you know, kind of a part-timer here. Oh. I appreciate the shit out of it, though. Yeah, we love having you here, honey. Who's my little dusty bun? Me. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Well, I have to go finally put pants on because I must leave the house. Where the fuck are you going? Um, I got to go to... Doesn't sound like you got to go any goddamn way. <laughs> Sounds like you want to go. <laughs> well, thanks for hanging out. Love you. Bye. Hey, guys, let's not stick fucking tubes in our goddamn arm and then go out raping women. Bye, bye, bye. Love you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Hashtag Murder. Episodes are written and edited by Alex Lewis and Scarlett Hipton. Our intro and outro music is written and played by Derek Branton. Our cover art is by the lovely Lauren Walker. And our name was created by the most wonderful, supportive, and super hot boyfriend, Dustin Branton. We hope you've enjoyed your time with us. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or ideas, you can reach us at hashtag murderpod at gmail.com. That's H-A-S-H-T-A-G murderpod at gmail.com. And don't forget to tell all of your friends about us. Thanks. Bye. It's downstairs on the arm of the couch. Oh, wait. No, I wrote it down. Hold on. Okay. How did Dr. Sheep? So how did... <laughs>
laughable. John Schneeberger was found guilty. Okay. Halloween night. <laughs> yes. Edit that out, thank God. <laughs> oh, honey. Her boyfriend. <laughs> um, and one night. I didn't touch the table. You did touch the table. <laughs> I need something to fidget with. Uh, oh, honey. Okay. Uh, candy. And then within, they get the road. Um, blah, blah, blah. Where? Okay. They could DNS. DNS. We're going to have to edit that out. I don't like that. That's gross. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> that this doctor did something. Or no. And she. So to put an end 